Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Hello and welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. Today, with me in the shop is Ethan. Hey there. And Josh. Hello. As well as Hunter doing all the mics and everything behind the scenes. Thank you, Hunter. Today we're talking about creating original works of games, uh, and not just remasters or sequels. Take it away. Any thoughts right away? We also read a lovely article on this, too. So, And that'll be linked in the show notes for anyone that's interested in reading a kind of op-ed piece about should we even be doing remasters, or how is the gap between the time when your remastering game come too close to when the original game was released which is happening quite a bit now and they talk about that in the article it's kind of like why is this released only a few years later as a remaster what is going on yeah i don't know did you guys agree with the premise that you know the time in between when the original game was released and when we're remastering it and getting on people's nostalgia trying to buy into Mm -hmm. people's nostalgia has that gap become too short Ooh. Do you think so? I think especially with the attention span cycle we have, it probably ties into that. So we have such a shorter attention span. Maybe that's what it is. is uh, like the amount of years in between lessons as well as the moment you're watching media and having a shorter, shorter form of media. Maybe that plays into it. Yeah, or like wanting that instant gratification because mm-hmm. we're used to like that quick dopamine hits on everything. I think about I think about when I was a kid and I would watch like in the early early days of YouTube so more like middle school high school really but in middle school and high school I would watch these YouTubers that would do retro game uh retrospectives I guess they would talk about these games for the NES and mm-hmm. systems that were really early on like that and they would talk about all these memories and nostalgia that they had of them. And I was so jealous because I was like a high schooler. I'm like, I can't get that nostalgia from the NES. I missed my opportunity. I'm, I wish I could have been alive during that point to like get that nostalgia. Um, hmm. But obviously you're just too young. And a lot of games are marketed to try and buy into people's nostalgia. And so I was just like, I want games that are marketed to my nostalgia. But my nostalgia hasn't developed yet because I was too young. So I could see that having that gap be shorter instead of, you know, being a decade or two, having that condensed down to just a few years, that gives more of a gratification to those younger players, those the younger audiences that want to have nostalgia right away, like don't want to have to wait for it. This was made for me kind of thing, or mm-hmm. at least my generation. Mm-hmm. I also just wonder, uh, there's, there's a general notion that culture is moving faster than it has. Um, with internet being a big influence on that, you know, you can, you can send your ideas so much farther, so much faster mm-hmm. that it becomes necessary. Well, I mean, what, what ends up happening is you will, you'll have lots of, lots of, uh, impulses on you that will affect you. So the, the way you think can change much more rapidly than before. Mm. And so like what, what, what was, uh, new becomes old much faster as a result of that. Um, and so I think things become nostalgic faster as well. Um, mm. The the article mentioned a couple of 
properties that are getting remakes. Uh, Last of Us was one of them, and yeah. uh, one of their points was like th those the original titles aren't even a decade year uh, a decade old yet. Um, and I wonder mm -hmm. if it's like well that's just that's, like it that's not the things are considered old before a decade is up now. I mean, oh, go ahead, Neil. No, just one thought real quick was the fact that even a decade is actually really the technology does change fast. So like mm -hmm. if you just look at the visual side, sure. I can understand, Hey, we want to brush it up and they're not going to touch up much else because it's such a really well-made game. But some of the other ones that are remastered are much older. And so they have to redo a lot of mechanics and other things too, besides the art. So, yeah, that's a super interesting idea because I think whether you're talking about games or cultural trends um, mm -hmm. in general, maybe shifts, how quickly things age in yeah. a way because if you think of i don't know i can remember people talking about meme culture for example and how that's like super fast moving and so mm -hmm. you know you could have some meme that's relevant for a month maybe even less yep and then within six months after you're like oh that's so old like yeah. why are you referencing that yeah. wow that's really old content and i've heard people talk about that and that could be like Josh was saying, that's just like the super condensing of that uh, amount of time when something be that is old mm. or something new becomes old. Um, but with video games, in the way that Neil was talking about, a decade from 2001 to 2011, mm. that's a huge jump in video game visuals. technology. Yeah, in video game visuals specifically. Technology, and but just specifically visuals were like way yeah, different. Yeah, like you're now looking at less. You're looking at like super mario 64 kind of visuals or like gamecube mm -hmm. type visuals all the way up to um stuff that's like made, put out at the end of the xbox 360 well during xbox 360 era and that's like a massive jump mm -hmm. in the way that visuals are received yeah. on the engines but if you think of maybe like 2030 to 2040 i bet you the jump is not going to be nearly as large even the jump from 2020 to 2030 i doubt is going to be Mm -hmm. that much shockingly different um, because of the visual fidelity that we've reached now. Mm. There's not a whole lot of leeway for where we can go. Yeah. It might be different tech, but the visual quality, like traditional, like, Hey, this looks photoreal. We're already there. So it's, how do you go well, more than we're getting close? Yeah. We're getting yeah. really close. There's, there's still, there's still some room to uh, expand, but I don't expect it will grow with the leaps and bounds that it did before. Mm-mm. Yeah, and so maybe that would slow down. You would start to see the way in which things become, things that are new become old. Maybe it depends on the time. So 2001 to 2011, if we're just using visuals as an example, yeah. 2001 to 2011, like that decade, is things that are new become old really fast. It's quick. Things quickly become obsolete. Mm. But this upcoming decade, 2020 um, to 2023, maybe things become obsolete less quickly because visuals don't keep up. Yeah. It's interesting with the nostalgia side too. the, um, besides the visuals and such there, there, how much changes in the actual systems and the gameplay and storyline adjustments, things like that. I wonder if that's going to be different too. So it's, yeah, it remakes are all over the place for how much they change and adjust. So that's interesting. Let's move on to one other area, which is like, the originality of new content versus the remake culture that's happening right now, which mm -hmm. is across the board in all media. Any thoughts on the differences and disparities between that and what we as a culture think of 
Ah, everything's a remake. Well, I would, I suppose, I would contend with the idea that everything is a remake. Um, I think there are, there are still new things coming out. Um, remakes, probably, like they would actually no. I'm I'm fairly confident they take up a higher percentage um, of the releases as compared to before. But uh, part of that might just be a result of the fact that there is a greater backlog mm-hmm. than there was before mm-hmm. to remake. Absolutely. Um, like if you had such a goal as to keep make sure that there was all every game had like a modern iteration yeah. it is like necessarily out of that you will end up with, with a situation where you will have to dedicate more and more resources towards maintaining the old as that battle backlog uh builds up and you know every game mm. has its fans um so it's yeah. just a matter of of when for a lot of them yeah i think that's a great point every game has its fans every every game or game series wants to see another install has a fan base that wants to see another installment mm. and so like josh said it's not it's not exponential necessarily but mm. the rate at which you have to keep keep up with the amount of remakes you're making or not even just remakes but remakes sequels mm-hmm. remasters whatever like that number is ever increasing because you have every game that's been made before plus everything new that's coming out will now generate a new fan base yeah. to have to want a new sequel it's interesting thinking of those two areas and then the library we have of greats mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what the thing like the comparable to the let's say 90s which had a decent amount of content out there for games but the library of greats great hits and so on is just much less comparative now it's like the libraries and thousands upon thousands of basically extremely highly rated games really well-loved games and you know it's so different than comparatively to that too so that affects i think a lot of this i think that balance is really tricky as well because i as a consumer i don't want every single game that is a remaster or remake or whatever right now if 90 percent of those converted into original titles i that's just too much content for me i cannot i cannot get through that many original titles Mm -hmm. i can only give my attention to a few of them and the populace at large i think would have a similar reaction like they cannot keep you know you can't split off everybody into groups that are gonna just go for this this independent title and this original title and this original title so you necessarily want to be like it's a it's a much better marketing move to work on something that already exists like a property that already exists and already has a built-in fan base um especially if you're doing something good or innovative with the series maybe but you have to walk that line because otherwise you just quickly turn into where the movie industry is at these days which i I think the film industry is a much much more dire situation Mm. as far as rehashing old stuff goes than the video game industry is the video game industry i see is having still a lot of vibrance um left in it with it with the games that's putting out and the content that's putting out whereas like the movie industry it's <laughs> it's getting rarer and rarer to see actual new original content or even re-released content or you know new sequels that are good right yeah it's a lot of it is like re it's it's bringing back old series but not necessarily um, in a high-quality way, just in more of a cash-grab type of way. Mm -hmm. Make a meh movie, but as long as we get the fans um, to Mm -hmm. watch it, we get the numbers, we get the money. That's all we need. Move on to the next thing. Mm. 
I don't know, Neil, you, you were in the film industry for a while. That, yeah. if, you, if you you see parallels or things that contrast. I was um, just thinking through the, the machine, right? The machine is so well established of the 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 movie industry, the Hollywood industry. So yeah, they 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 always make something that makes money. That's more important than art. Um, and there's definitely art house directors and so on. There's still that around, but there's so much less now. So it's different with the the gaming industry tends towards still making money, but there's so much independent artists in the midst of that, or in a few AAA artists too. But there's a lot more room for art. And there's a lot more audience for art. So like, hey, I'll just pay because it's just good. It's something new and unique, you know, fairly unique uh, combination of ideas uh, or fresh look. And that's just way different than the movie industry because it is much more of a big business, super established and not as broad audience. So, yeah, it's a little bit more focused. But I don't know. We have some new technology that's disrupting that. So I have the virtual production and uh, indie filmmakers that are kind of doing new things with the new tools that are making everything cheaper. So we'll see if there's a little bit of democratization that comes out of the movie industry, but yeah, it's very different. Definitely. All right. I've seen this stat um, that we were passing around the office at one point of just the number of games that are being put out right now. And I think we might've talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but that there are just so, so many pieces of content, like new games being released just as Steam alone. I think it was <laughs> the article that we read, and we'll, we'll link it in the show notes because I'm sure that we have it floating around our office to, somewhere, uh, that the amount of games being put out on Steam is just this astronomical number. Mm-hmm. And prior to the games, the or the days of early access releases, where you got a lot of like the number of games that were released um kind of skyrocketed but a lot of them were just kind of crap like (laughs) it was just really quick cash grab stuff that didn't actually um get all the way finished a lot of these days you have a lot of games um by indie developers that are being finished and they have a lot of love Mm. and time put into them but they just can't compete against the hundreds of games that are also being put out every single day to the same platform and the algorithm can't surface hundreds of new games every single day that are being put out um so necessarily it's just like games are getting absolutely buried and it's yeah and so i think that's another point in the court of or when you're looking at making a new game and you're looking at well i could do an original ip versus an existing property the existing property looks a whole lot more appealing when (laughs) hey i know at least some people will pay attention to this versus I'm a studio mm-hmm. or indie developer that has no name, mm. so no one knows me, and no one knows my game because I'm coming up with an original idea. Yeah, that's extremely hard to build that following from scratch. Getting above the noise, yeah, is hard. So I made something really cool, and I can't tell anyone about it because it's expensive to tell people about things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's it's important to be kind when mm. thinking. I think our tendency is to look at remasters or remakes and point the finger and say, Oh, look at those. Just like corporate big wigs just want to like cash in on nostalgia and don't actually care about making anything new or original or of quality art. I think we need to be a little bit kinder in the way that we, in the way that we look at it and say, well, if you were put in the shoes of 
the person making the game, what would you choose? Like, would <laughs> you want to take that huge risk mm. when you know so many other people are making that huge risk and most of them aren't actually seeing a financial return on what they make? Or would you want to take a safer route um, and just try to make a good game out of a re-release or an existing property? Another uh, thing the article mentioned is that a lot of games have can be described as it's like X but Y, mm-hmm. um, which is true. But I'm currently trying to figure out like how much I think that matters. I feel like most games ever made could be described as it's like like X plus Y mm-hmm. or but Y, and also that's not a new thing. I mean. There used to be a genre called Doom clones. Like <laughs> yeah, the genre. Um, yeah. It was a whole genre that was it's like X but Y. But there was a lot of creativity within that genre. Mm. Um, Quake is not Doom. Um, they share some fundamentals, but like they 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 play differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Quake is an advancement upon Doom. It has like the whole. It's a 3D game. Yeah. Um, so like I think there's room for a notion of like my game is like X but Y, but I. But that Y is an iteration. It's an improvement. It's yeah. it's some sort of advancement, um, and I think that's how a lot of genres, once invented, actually move forward. So I, these iterations. I think iterations a great. Yeah, it's a great point to, uh, yeah, to consider because because iterating on ideas is like critical to creating new content, new concepts. You don't just go straight from. NES Super Mario Bros to Breath of the Wild open world or like Skyrim <laughs> open world Mario um, Odyssey keeping the same series yeah mm-hmm. yeah like they're sequels yes but like each one adds on to mm-hmm. or add like in the case of Nintendo like their strategy is add a twist onto yep. the formula mm-hmm. and so Super Mario Odyssey and Super Mario Sunshine are both Mario games they're both 3D Mario games but their individual mechanics lend themselves to unique platforming challenges Mm -hmm. yeah and so you're adding twists but to the point that the you're adding twists on the formula repeatedly to the point that the formula itself ends up changing as a result and that's just kind of something you gotta wait for as the sands of time yeah change the industry and change the games that we play which is also a remake here comes now (laughs) prince of persia and so on oh prince of persia sands of time nice (laughs) yeah there's still many of those coming out so but yeah it's interesting to see where it's at and yeah, it'd be nice to see and then more originals and more art, but it's part of the business of where we're at and also where you put your money. So thanks. Yeah. I think that's about it for this episode. Any other final thoughts? Are we good? I mean, for vote today? with your money. Don't if if, you, if you're someone money. who finds themselves tending to complain that the if you're find if you find yourself as someone who tends to complain that the industry is getting stale mm. and that you're only seeing re-releases. Make sure that your library of games is actually supporting those new original <laughs> games, and you're not just you're not just complaining, but then going and consuming sequels mm-hmm. and remasters of your favorite games anyway. All right, very cool. We're gonna wrap this up here. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the Soma Soulworks podcast, and please check out more on SomaSoulworks.org. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.